You are now listening to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Zach Attack. And I'm Cole Baldridge. Uh, Corey DLG is not in yet. He had a bit of a gas problem. Uh, don't know what it entails. He, he might show up later in the show. I don't know. But until then, it's the Savage Smashing Boy takeover. It's not as funny as it sounds, a gas problem, right? I know. Like, it's not a good like, in my head. It's a dangerous thing that's happening, and Corey is incommunicado. <laughs> no, because he, of he had it. a gas problem, like stomach yeah, no. gas problem. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So we got that. You're listening to us on Condos FM 104.5, 106.1. the stations. And worldwide at IrelandStar.com. And always don't forget to check us out at NerdThugRadio.com. I know, he was dealing with a very like serious situation that we're just making fun of. We're not making fun of it. Uh, I'm making fun of it because it's fun to make fun of stuff. It is fun to do that. So um, last week I uh, we had a, the Roller Derby Girls in here a couple weeks ago. And so they had their final match last Sunday. Final match of the season. The Condor is it called Cutthroat. a match? Yeah, they call it a roller derby match. Fair enough. It's the uh, Conroe Cut- Cutthroats, and they demolished the team they were playing against. Yeah? Yeah, it was super fun. Like, I've been to roller derby at Comic Palooza. Yeah. And whatever. They're just kind of having for fun. I feel like I'd be really good at roller derby. I, you know, dudes like, can do really it. really good at it. I, I feel like you should do it. Like a star. So if you roller derbied, what, what would you want to do? You know all the positions and stuff? No. Oh, I would I would pay good money to see you in roller skates just balling over other dudes. I feel yeah. like it would be really good at stopping people from right. passing Right, that's what I was going to say. Like, you would be the guy who would just find a hole, plot down, and then right. people came by, just elbow right. shrugs and hip checks and right. stuff. I feel like I'd be really good at Like, too good. Like, they wouldn't let me play. Yeah, you should do it. It's free to join the Conroe Cutthroats. Is it an all-girls team, though? Nope. They have guys yeah. and girls. Mm-hmm. Now, the the ones that played in this rec- rela- recreational game were all females, but they have, like, co-ed mashups, and they do all sorts of stuff. But it was sweet. It was, like, BYOB. You could bring your own chair. You're like right on, right on the action. That's nice. I like it. Like some, that. yeah, chugging some brewskis. Man, that that does sound really cool. It was cool. Um, they're gonna to do go something. They're gonna do something in November. They're doing like a mashup. We'll probably have them come back in and talk a little, little bit about it. And I think anybody can do that. So anybody wants to try out Conor Orlo Derby, you have an opportunity. And then do the they give you the skates, up. or you have to have your own skates? No, they give you everything to start with. Like, what? They give you stuff. If I'm not mistaken. They have everything, so you can go and you can try it out. And then if you're like, "Hey, I want to join the team," then yeah, you get to buy your own stuff. I can be crazy good at it. Yeah, like I can't skate well on like normal roller skates, like rollerblades. I can tear it up on some rollerblades. I think I, 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 but those old school ones, I don't know. We never jived well. I mean, I, I could kill it at roller derby, man. What would your roller derby oh, yeah. name be? Uh, I don't know. My I think favorite a- thing, Angry is the, Zach, would just be perfect. No, He'd just Hulk out on the ring. I do something like. Very obviously pun based, but yes. probably not at all related to my own name. That'd be good. I, I, I definitely put more thought into the name than I ever yeah. would practicing or even probably learning the rules. The Greater Skater. No. Lame. The Scooter. You're terrible at this. Truck, I am Truck terrible Norris. at this. Truck Norris is a good one. Our friend Jason that owns the Rainbow Roller Rink. That Truck was, Norris. That was his first idea. He's like, I'm going to be Truck Norris. That's then, not bad. Then he. Uh, it sounds too much like Chuck Norris, that's though, why. right? Like, it's too close. That's, no, why he that's did the it. point. No, I know, but like, yeah. there's not a lot of like phonetic difference between Truck and Chuck. And his new name, the one he stuck with, was Speed and Seagull. Mm, lame. He likes it. Yeah. Sounds pretty good. It's okay. He yeah. did like Aikido and stuff, so it makes sense for him. I guess. But uh, did he also get really fat and become a pseudo Buddhist? No, <laughs> man. Did you see George Foreman was like, I want to fight Steven Seagal in Vegas? So, do you see that over the week? I mean, two like 60 year old out of shape big dudes going at it. Like, who but that, that's kind of like when <laughs> that's kind of like a an NBA player rolling up to the local neighborhood basketball court yeah. and just dunking on the kids because. 
Foreman was a professional fighter. Yeah, like Foreman's big now, I think, but yeah. like he's fat, but it's still like strong fat. Well, he can still punch the crap. Like out. Steven Seagal, he can still Jackson one up. He <laughs> does look doughy. So like, like <laughs> and, and also I I know Steven Seagal looks like a guy who's never really been hit, but really needs to be hit. Yeah, and I know what that guy looks like because I look like that too. <laughs> Like, that's, that's also I, accurate. I, I feel like it would be a nothing fight. Jordan, yeah, nothing. But the whole point of Steven Seagal's like martial arts is like defense mechanisms. Yeah, whatever. See how that that plays out. He's so what, soft. Did, Steve, did Steven Seagal actually ever do any martial arts? I know he was into big action movies. No, yeah, he's like a seventh degree and Aikido then like, or whatever. But he says that. Right. Like, there's a lot of like contention. Like, <laughs> Can we fact check that place, Steven? Is he really like... Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Let's check his uh, certificates. Yeah. Who's his sensei? Yeah. Is is Steven Seagal a Haikido expert like I'm a minister where like maybe <laughs> technically it's true? Right. But like also, if you it get doesn't married, really mean anything. If you want to get married, uh, just contact Zach. Yeah, that is radio. absolutely he, true. He can, I am your guy. He can marry you. That's pretty awesome. Yep. But my favorite thing besides the names on the roller derby is the, the outfits they wear. Because there's no like there's one uniform that like, they all wear. But then they all just go crazy with all the yeah. other stuff, man. Yeah. It's super sweet. Very customized. Yeah. I, I like that. I like it a lot. Um, I found something very weird and awkward this week. Have you guys ever read the warnings on the gas pumps at gas stations? No. I know you don't light cigarettes while there, and you're supposed to turn your car off. Right. And, and you, you have to be 16 to pump killed. gas. Right. That's what I saw. Really? Yeah, I'm sitting. I've never read this thing, right? And there, so, there is a legitimate reason. I got a story out with this actually. But yeah, I was sitting there and I was getting gas so for the first time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to read these things. And one of the things that it said was, under the age of 18 is not permitted. To, 16. Under yeah, under 16 not permitted to pump gas. So what the, I've been pumping gas since I was like eight. Have you though? Yeah. Have you? I mean, I don't have a dad, so I don't. My mom didn't. I don't remember. When I started doing it, I, I feel like I was under 16. I was but at like, least eight or nine, and my mom or my grandpa was like, go pump the gas. Okay. Okay. Here is the reason Deal. why that rule is there. When I was like- Is this a true reason, or is this, this is like- a, No, this is a true story. You, I mean, I know that, but this, is this like the actual reason you, you don't do it? Like, this is no. why they made the law? What, what Colt meant to say was, yes, this, this is, is why a, I think it's a good idea this good. is in place. No, 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 no. This is a factual textbook case of why that rule is in place. When I was like six or seven, uh -huh, I was uh -huh. filling up the car for my mom, because uh -huh. she was went inside of the gas station to take care of something. And while my hand was on the lever and filling up this gas, my yeah. little kid brain decided to get curious and see what exactly it looked like You're for the gas. Kid. Oh yes, my kids would never do that. No, for the gas to shoot from the nozzle into the gas can. So I you while pulled it back as far as you could. I pulled it. I, oh, I pulled it out and gas went everywhere. Also, if you spill any gas, you're supposed to hit the emergency shutoff. Oh, yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it says in case of gas spill, emergency shutoff. Clear the area. Oh, I lost my favorite shirt to that. Yeah, you should have, yeah. dumb kid. Yeah, I I one, was not that was not my brightest moment that one day. time I was at the gas station when we were young lads, me and my sister and my grandpa, and he had one of those like um, small like Mazda trucks, like little one seaters. Yeah, and it was a go on manual. And uh, back in the days, you could leave kids in the car and no one said anything. So he no that so he okay. goes he goes inside to like get drinks, and my sister's in the middle and just being you know a little five year old. And like hits the little stick shift and puts it in neutral, and it just starts rolling. So this is a gas station for anyone familiar with Conroe on a uh, 75 by the old uh, Brookshire Brothers. So it, like literally the gas station rolls into 45, and we're just slowly oh, yeah. creeping. 
And some big dude like came out of nowhere and just like stopped the car, like just stopped the truck. Wait, what? He he just stopped it. Yeah, like he with just his body. Yeah, he just jumped in front of it and stopped it. And somebody else jumped in the uh, the passenger or the driver's side and hit the brake. <laughs> My grandpa just comes walking. Hero out, of the like, day. Hmm. Okay. Like nothing ever happened. That's a weird thing. Yeah. It was a crazy story. I love it. I don't. It's one of my favorite memories. I don't memories. feel good about this. <laughs> I guess. But what? like back in the day too, like when I was uh, three or four, so me and Zach are the same age. Me and my grandpa would go up to Huntsville because the bank my mom used was in Huntsville. And I would just sit on his lap and ride all the way to Huntsville on 45. Like people didn't say anything back then about anything. Why weren't you There's in a, a seat? I don't know. Like, I mean, even like the car seat next to him. Or the passenger seat. Yeah, to, with guess, no seatbelt on. Yeah, I guess But I no, it has to yeah. be on his lap. Yeah. In the most dangerous part of the car. Yeah, Please like, don't say things like, like when you and I were young, stuff like that was okay. It was. Just because it happened it to you doesn't mean like there were no laws against it. I mean, I'm sure we passed plenty of cops. No one said anything. We just kept on driving. Just sit in his lap. I'm sure your uh, your selective child memory may be uh, yeah, faulty on that. I don't, no, it's pretty accurate. Things like that weren't a law when we were kids. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, they were. A law, but like, broke the law. I, just, I don't think people cared as much about stuff back then. What? I don't. I have no words. So you don't. You I, think, I'm at a loss too. You think <laughs> he's, he's got his gun out? <laughs> he's portaling straight out of this show. Like when we were kids, we could play outside all stinking day till the lights came on, and no one would say anything. Like you're not going to see that happen these days. Well, that's because there's no there's no internet, no phone. Right, but I mean, still, we'd go outside, we would play. No one would care where you were. The street lights came on, you come home again. Parents don't do that. Stop now. lumping everything in. Because your parent didn't care where you were doesn't mean nobody's well, parents cared where they were. My whole neighborhood did it. Oh, and my parents cared knows. very much. Well, you're it was way, not like you're that. way younger than us, though. You're still a baby with yeah. facial hair. I mean, I, my parents had to know where I was going, and I had to be back by a certain time. Is that what you mean? Right, but did you go to this place that you were supposed to go to every single time? Oh, yeah. No, you didn't. Why wouldn't I? Why would you? I don't know, because I told my parents everywhere I thought I wanted to go, and they'd be like, okay. Oh, I'm going to go here, 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 Mom. Here's a plan of my day. Did you like make him a little planner and give it to him, too, as well? I mean, Here's yeah. a real rude. I mean, it wasn't a planner. Here's a note. Here's where I'll be, hour by hour. Wow, that's, that doesn't seem like you at all as a kid. Why? I don't know. I didn't know you as a kid. I had a good childhood. So did I. But, like, I, on, I never had cars. any reason to deceive my parents, because there's very little my parents would ever tell me, no, you can't do that. On. I don't think I deceived my, my mom. Yeah, she, I was just you're like, describing no, I was like, hey, deception. Um, I'm just going to go to my friend's house. Okay, and then you later. wouldn't go there. No, then i go to my friend's house, but then we'd go, like, down to the creek, and then we'd go over here, then we go to this guy's house. Fair enough. We'd go to the movies, you know, all sorts of stuff. And he's pressing his button again. Um, I saw an ad for an antidepressant medicine this week called Latuda. Uh, Pfizer can help you if you can't afford Latuda. Um, there is a really, really specific warning on Latuda, yeah. and it is avoid grapefruit and grapefruit juice. That's so weird. I have a lot of problems with this. We well, got one minute to tell me about your problems. I don't understand how grapefruit can be so specific. How different is grapefruit from an orange? Whereas oranges on Latuda apparently are okay, but grapefruit is not. Maybe the, Like, they're both heavy citrus fruits, both pulpy, both have a skin. Maybe grapefruit's more acidic? Maybe, but maybe that's it, it would only be marginal, right? Maybe. And, and if it was acidity, there are a lot of things that are way more acidic right. than grapefruit. There has to be some kind of enzymes in it. That's crazy. Right. Can we all just agree <laughs> that that is an absurd warning? Well, so Don't eat grapefruit when you take this medicine. I like when they take those medicines. And it was the first thing they said. When Make they, sure you're yeah. not pregnant. Don't eat grapefruit. <laughs> they always list all the weird stuff, like the side effects. And this one's like, don't eat grapefruit. Right. That's hilarious. Like, you could die. You could die. You eat grapefruit and take this medicine, you're going to die. Did okay. you say grapefruit? Grapefruit. You know it's grapefruit. 
Wow. Grapefruit. There's an entire Wikipedia page about grapefruit drug interactions. What? Yes. Maybe that's what it is. Check this it is, out in the break, because we're going to take one right this now. This is really weirding me When we come back, we're going to get into uh, nerd media around the world. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hey, guys, this is Joey Savage. Don't forget, check us out on iTunes. Click subscribe. Leave us a review. Also, on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to us there as well. Catch us out every Monday on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, Oh, Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM, 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Or worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's really weird that Colt's saying those taglines instead of Corey. I don't know how that's going to go over well in my mental psyche. But before we get It'll there. It'll improve. Yeah, hopefully. Mental psyche is redundant. Yep. Hopefully, before we get there, though. Let me tell you about our friends at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located in Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Christmas time is going to be here before anybody knows it. Christmas list. Well, we know when to... Christmas is going to happen. I mean, you got you to stop me right in the middle of my thing, man. Like, I'm, I'm doing an ad here. Like, I'm reading an ad live, and you're going to cut me off. You just stay over there and press the buttons. Let me start over. Rewind it. <sighs> okay. Let me tell you about my friend Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Christmas lists are getting long. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming is the one-stop shop for all things game-related. They have Magic. They have Heroclix. They have X-Wing. They have Munchkins. They have Dungeons & Dragons. Anything the kids are going to be asking for. Stop in, see the friendly staff, and mention Nerd Thug Radio for a 10% discount. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. And with that, let's get on with the show. All right, good. Got it out of my system. Whew. So, um... Yeah, a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff's going on this week in uh, nerd news when it comes to like TVs and movies. I don't know, man. It's been kind of dead. Not a lot of like breaking news or, or nothing. Like the Anything. only the only story that I saw that like I remotely had interest in was a Bob's Burgers movie. That's pretty sweet. Three years from now, I really dig Bob's Burgers. Man. I do too. Oh yeah, it's a great show. I think they're the best family on television, bar none. You think so? Yeah. I really like the Goldbergs. You ever watch the Goldbergs? No. No. That's a pretty good show too. No. Nope. Pretty good family. I don't know. I think that it's an interesting take in that it shows all the families have, like, what makes Bob's Burgers really great is that That's all the funny. characters, yeah, all the characters are really fleshed out. And they like burgers. Oh, yeah. They have their own personalities, and importantly, they have their own flaws, and they accept each other in spite of that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a really good show. It's also one of those, like, one of the few, like, cartoons that you can watch, like, with the whole family, I feel like. Yeah. I, mean, I can watch it with my family. That's like the only thing. Like, Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna, I don't know. Simpsons, I'm kind of played out in The Simpsons. Uh, my family won't watch like either of those, but my mom loves <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Does she? Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. She's totally Linda. But then it, like, it makes me feel, I mean, do TV shows like that need a movie? I think it depends upon the studio. Like, If you can properly adapt that instead of just being a two-hour-long episode. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Zach, what do you think? I... I, I value your TV opinion very highly. I don't know. I go back and forth on on, on TV shows made into movies. I, I think Colt's got a point there. If it's just going to be a 90-minute episode, then I, I struggle with it. Um, I do like the idea of really, really building a plot and a slow build to something on things like this. You run the risk, though. A lot of the, the humor in Bob's Burgers is it's so quick. Right. It's so rapid fire that, that it's funny, right? Because it's, it's not only is it quick jokes, but it's jokes that go play back against mm -hmm. each other and all feed off of each other. There's a risk of losing that in a 90 minute movie. Um, but I don't know. I like, I like to see 
things I love on big screens. My ideal life would be every time I finished a book or the first <laughs> season of a TV show, I could then go and watch a longer episode or the movie of the book in a theater. So I go back and forth. It could be easily screwed up, but like, I, I'm, all I, for, I'm not against it necessarily. I'm all for extended, you know, like it's the season finale, so it's going to be a, an hour long episode or a TV special, but they really need to put a movie like on a big screen. Like it, it's such a cinema? dynamic looking and colorful show though. Right. I think it'll play well in a theater. You know what I mean? I mean, it taps into the it'll people be fun who are to watching watch. movies. People watching movies now are people our age. And so what? Like a lot of people who are watching those TV shows are always are also like the people watching movies like in theaters. You've got kids and then you've got people our age. So I think it'll do well because people like us, I mean, we'll go see it. Yeah, I'll our, see it for our sure. Age group will go see yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think it'll be good. I, I think I, I think Lauren Bouchard is a funny 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 guy and everything he gets involved with is great so like obviously i'll see it um yeah it's bob's burgers on right on why wouldn't i so the other thing that i saw um was uh some news of a show that didn't happen so fox has released i got fox but like x-men has released legion and then the gifted just premiered last week the second episode will air tonight actually there was a third show that was supposed to come along with it and it was uh, about the hellfire club and Fox nicks that show, and it doesn't look like they're going back to it. Love a villainous protagonist. Right, and so the biggest thing that they said was it was going to be too expensive and complicated. That makes sense. And there were too many characters with not enough depth. That makes sense. The Hellfire Club is a big, big group, right? Right. Even the limited exposure I've had in comics, and it's a big, big ask. You can, with a show like Gifted, with children who are just discovering their powers— you can kind of build up to the right. really expensive set shots and special effects things. But with something like Hellfire Club, it's clearly an established organization. Those are big, complicated plots and stories, like season-long story arcs to really build and develop those characters like you'd need to, right? No, I, yeah, no, I agree, but I, I just, they're doing it. Like, Game of Thrones is a huge show with tons of different plot, you know, twists. There's tons of stuff going on. Yeah. There's some of those times you're watching those shows you might not see a character for like three episodes before it comes back to its plot. I agree. It's right? doable. It, it is. It's very doable, but I don't know. You'd have to sell a show like that to a network like HBO or right. Encore yeah, I don't think it would have been a. I don't like think it, it would have been a Fox show. Right. It's and not a weekday. Right. Prime time. It's a big, big, big investment network show. for that kind of show. Any show. Stars. It should have gone to Stars. Stars yeah. can do it. Stars is they doing some dope stuff. Stuff. Yeah, they've they've turned a corner big time. Yeah. They're doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, they do uh, American Gods. That's what I'm gonna say. They do American Gods, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stars is stepping their game up. I wouldn't have sure. minded seeing a Hellfire Club show, but right. like and you Emma said, Frost. like you really, really have to be invested in that kind of show though for a, for the long haul. Yeah, you do. Like you can't. You gotta play the long game. Because if yeah, because if if you'd go in trying as a showrunner saying, well, maybe we'll get a second season, maybe we won't. No. You're gonna try to cram everything yeah. into one season. It's gonna fall apart. Yeah, you gotta be able to. You stick have with to. It. You have to start out saying we're gonna get three seasons and we're gonna develop the show like it's three seasons long. Right, and just and keep we're not gonna it. jump the gun. And uh, piggyback off that point, especially when you're talking about an HBO show like Game of Thrones, it takes a special kind of planning and vision in order to say this is the story we're going to plan over the entire season. Right. No, right. Especially yeah, it's definitely one of those things you get to go in there and you you basically tell them, look, you know, this story's not a one-season show. It's going to take time to, to build. And right. If, the network has to be willing to stick with it, which in this day and age, a lot of networks aren't like that. Yeah. Like the guy who did uh, who's doing Inhumans, like he came out and he's like, I've got plans for, I know what's going to happen season two, season three, and they might struggle to even get past season one. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely the network and where you take it and 
planning. Yep, careful planning. Definitely what else? Definitely. TV world. You you got a lot of TV uh, God, stuff man. you want to get to. There's a lot on, of we got, stuff happening. We got a few minutes TV. here. What you got? I don't know. There's two great shows, and and I can talk about these more. But there's two great shows on Netflix right now called Atypical and Big Mouth. Atypical is about uh, a kid on the autism spectrum in high school, and he's just starting to date. It's a great, great, great show. And then there's a show called Big Mouth, which is a really raunchy animated comedy from Nick Kroll. I love Long it. Pulse. I love both <laughs> both of these shows so much, and for very, very different reasons, but very much the same reasons. They both show exceedingly well like the human condition of of young adolescent people in two very very different situations um there's a lot i could say we could talk more about big mouth later because joey i know you have some terrible opinions about it i do um not terrible i just they're terrible uh my favorite show nathan for you is coming back how's that going so excited about it have you seen the show i'm waiting it for no i haven't nathan for you is this out it, it, it's it's nothing I've ever seen before. It's bizarre. What, what it's is this it? guy who graduated with a business? Uh, I want to say it was a master's in business, but some kind of business degree, right? And what he does is he finds these struggling businesses and he comes up with these just off the wall things to help their business, and then but, it works. But he's so genuine about what he's trying to do with them, like you almost look past the absurdity of the things he's suggesting. And some of it's not even businesses. What was the one show you had me watch that just oh my God. ruined your and life then forever? Like, oh, yeah. And then, like, on we the season about three, the last season finale is when he takes over that guy's life to walk a tightrope, and it wrecked my life. <laughs> so this guy wants to date this girl, He wants right? to get a date, and he wants to do something really brave as well. So, like, this guy— But Nathan, he's not brave. Right. So Nathan gets a bodysuit made and, like, walks a tight—it's it's impossible to describe. He basically takes describe. the guy's life over. They right. pull this big, like, David Copperfield Right. Stunt. And then he has to, like, walk away from it, and it's the most—it's it, the saddest— Right. But in the middle of it, he's walking a tightrope. He's like, I really got in, and I felt like I was this right. guy. Right. I felt like, like I was He was David. supposed to just like, walk the really tightrope. Like, he really wanted— to be yeah. that guy. It so, was really, really sad and touching all at the same time. So, Colt, he was only supposed to walk the tightrope one time, right? Yeah. And how many times did he right. walk He keeps going back and forth because he doesn't want to climb off the tightrope. He, he doesn't want to, like, end his time as taking over this guy's yeah, life. It was so really he just keeps sad. walking back and forth. Oh, and, my god. And goodness. then if you've ever seen anything online about dumb Starbucks, I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, where, where they open up a coffee shop, and I forget where, but it was a whole coffee shop that served the exact same menu as Starbucks, but it was called dumb Starbucks, and it was flagged as a performance art piece or a, a modern art piece or something. So this is how this guy turned this guy's coffee shop around, is he made his coffee shop into an art piece and called it dumb Starbucks, and there are signs everywhere explaining why it's not copyright infringement because right. it's fair use. It's hilarious. Nathan, that, that episode you. sounds amazing. It is so weirdly, unintentionally funny and sweet and heartwarming. Like, it's baffling. And it's been off. The last season was like two or three right. years ago, I want to say. season three ended when we started doing the show. Well, yeah. And when we, when I, one of the first episodes I was on was talking about that. But that had, that had come out like a year yeah. before. I just came across it on Hulu. Oh, right. So, yeah, it's been a few years. And I'm really, really excited Comedy Central has brought it back. Speaking of Starbucks, I had my first pumpkin spice latte of the season. You're lame. The fault. You're channeling your basic inner white girl. I did. You're, I've never had one. You're really? lame. Really? Never had one. And we were waiting in line at the Starbucks. You're lame. And uh, the line was long. So we went inside thinking to go faster. Big mistake. Yeah, it but because not. I went inside, I got a pumpkin spice latte. So it kind of worked out. Well, you know what? It doesn't start out tasting very well. But then once you get like halfway through and everything starts mixing together well, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. I can see why people get pretty addicted to these things. Every single fall, I go to the I go to the local store and I f- get this ingredients for a recipe to make my own pumpkin spice creamer. Own like pumpkin spice creamer. Every morning, creamer. every morning, I pour a cup of coffee, 
reach in the fridge, grab a bottle of that pumpkin spice, and it tastes in there. delicious. I don't even like pumpkin spice stuff. Well, that's, that's what I was in this coffee right I don't here. even know what propelled me to try it, but I was there, and I got caught up in the moment, and I was wearing my Toms as well, and I was like, man, I'm just inner white boy and all over the place right my now. My wife loves a pumpkin spice latte. They're You're, terrible. Eh, I mean, the first, when I first drank, I was like, this, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know why people like this. But I got halfway through, and it hit me, and then it was great. It was great stuff. You yeah, should try it one. Delicious. You have you've never had. No, yeah, I've had one. It's not for me. It's not for him. Like that's fair enough. You, at least you tried it, and you can say like, yeah, I respect it. But I don't need to do that though. He does. Like I don't need to experience things to judge them and decide they're terrible. Just, we, just for the record, yeah. this, in this case, I happen to have tried one, but I would have no qualms about passing judgment on it had I never tried it. But that, we that do need to jump out like to a you. break right now. So when we get back, we have a longtime friend of mine, Lori Jolly, stopping in to talk about. Uh, what is it? The Women's Center? Yeah. Domestic Violence. The Montgomery violence. County Women's Center. Yeah. She's going to talk about that. You listen to Nerd Talk Radio. All right, guys. We've come to the point in the show where we need to tell you about our friends, Space Cadets. These guys host all of our favorite nerd events on a regular basis, from Hero Clicks to Dungeons and Dragons, from Pokemon to Star Wars Destiny. They've got it all. With one of the largest nerd inventories I've ever seen, there's practically nothing you can't find at Space Cadets. Brian has long been a friend of the show, and the most important thing to stress to you guys today is how family-friendly and great to go to Space Cadets really is. The Savage family regularly makes the trip there, and Joey, Nico, and myself regularly play different events there. Check the Facebook page for times and games scheduled this week. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming Collection Collection on Robinson Road in the Woodlands. When you go, let them know that Nerd Thug Radio sent you, and you get 10% off your highest ticket item. That's right. Save 10% off your highest ticket item if you say Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. You're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister Stations. Thanks for that fill-in right there. Um, I'm Joey Savage. Terrible. I'm Zach. I'm the intern. And he's the intern. And uh, this segment, we're joined by a long-time friend of mine, Lori Jolly, with the Women's Montgomery County Center. Got it, right? Montgomery, Montgomery County, County Women's, Women's Center. Well, you know, <laughs> potato, potato. It's okay. Uh, last week, I, I dropped at the very beginning of the show that October is Domestic Abuse Month. Did I say that right? Domestic Awareness Month. (laughs) No excuse for abuse 2017. Hashtag that on all of your posts. That's right. Uh, So this segment, we've got um, a young lady in here who is helping out them. And you put all these events together. Is that right? For the most part, yes. Okay. So what events do we have left that people can go and they can donate to? We have a ton. Because my wife wanted me to really make sure I talked about this today. We have a ton. Um... So Flourish, right down the street. Okay. Flourish in, in, down here in downtown Conroe? Yep. They're off of North Thompson. North North Thompson. You can go there. What day is that? Every Monday in October. So every Monday in October, you can go to Flourish here in downtown Conroe, and yep. you can yep. save the center. Yeah. From 7 to 3, that's when they're open. They're okay. going to donate a portion. I think it's 10%. Okay. Every, for the month of October, every Monday. Um, that's pretty cool. Yep. Just say Montgomery County Center. Women's Center or MCWC. Can you say the hashtag? Will that work? If I walk in and say hashtag no excuse for abuse 2017. I don't see why not. Okay, good. Um, so after that's going on every Monday, every Thursday, Genghis Girl in the Woodlands is also doing. I'm likely to go there because I am a Chinese food. Extraordinary. <laughs> Six weeks strong, guys. Six weeks strong. That doesn't exactly qualify as Chinese food. It's Mongolian food. Mm. It is Mongolian. It's Mongolian stir fries. That's right. It's still Chinese food. It's Asian. Which it is makes Asian it food. Chinese food. 
Whatever um, helps you sleep at night. But Thank yeah, you. they're they're doing twenty percent of Ooh, all their sales. Twenty percent. So. Yep. Hashtag no excuse. The one produce. in the woodlands, though. Only the one in the woodlands. Okay, then on. What's next? Saturday, Ooh. October fourteenth. Hey, that's this coming hey. Saturday. Next Saturday. That's this coming Saturday. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm behind. Um, it's okay. You're all nervous. Day. So I'll, let it, I'll let it slide. <laughs> all day from 11A to 11P, they're doing 30% back of all sales. Zach, that's 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Just so you know what the AMP means. So say MCWC. MCWC. So basically, just check our Facebook page because we're going to post these things up. There's all kinds of places you can go the whole month of October for Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. <laughs> domestic Violence Awareness that's Month. That's right. That's no right. excuse. So how, um, how did you get involved with this? So let's, let's go there. my, one of my really good friends who is like the big sister that I never had went through her own round okay. of domestic violence back in the spring and her ex-husband just decided to kind of go off on her. Oh no. And so, yeah, so she came to me, um, right before Hurricane Harvey and was like, I want to give back to a center that's done so much for me. Very cool. And so she was like, you're great at networking. What can we do? And what I thought would just be a couple of places, a store here and there and a restaurant mm-hmm. has blown up into practically the whole month of October being booked. So going into it, like how hard do you did you think it was going to be to get people to say, oh, yeah, we'll donate stuff? I thought it was going to be really hard, like really, really hard. But um, a lot of the local places, I know uh, Chef Joey down at Red Onion was super excited. Um, he worked with the district attorney for years. And so this is something that, he was excited to, to help out with. I know uh, Connor Coffee is also doing something on the 26th. They're donating a percentage back. Red Onion is doing the 17th and the 26th from open to close, 7 to 2. Um, and he's also going to have a donation bucket open. Very cool. So you donate. can go down to the Red Onion and just donate yep, any on day the, of the week? or the just donate, donate in the bucketing day of the week. Uh, the 17th and the 25th is when they are going to... Um, some of their sales are going back to the center. Um, another another big one we've got is Alex and Ani on the 17th as well from 6 to 8. They're going to donate a portion. They're the um, Bengal company from the East Coast that's made their way to Texas. Okay, very cool. Um, and they do have a domestic violence awareness charm that they Ooh. do donate back to. Zach, you um, should get one cost. of those charms <laughs> and wear it around your neck. Oh, it's it would look bra- super They've got awesome. bracelets and necklaces, so Christmas yeah, shopping. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Yay. And then the one that we're super excited about is the one with Kendra Scott on the 30th. Yeah, that's in the Woodlands. huge. It's huge. Um, you ever tried to go in there during like Christmas time? Oh my God, it's insane. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Kendra Scott is this fake jewelry company. It's a, it's a jewelry company. It's a real jewelry company, but the stuff's fake. Does that make sense? No. It's what is big, it? It's just a big jewelry company. It's like a costume okay. jewelry, but it's fake jewelry. It's okay. not like going into Tiffany's or okay. anything or James Avery. And when women. you say fake jewelry, I in my immediately in my head I think jewel stuff that looks like jewelry but is actually like candy. That's that's exactly like, what it is. It's not fake. You just nailed it. It's real jewelry. <laughs> it's just not precious metals jewelry. <laughs> you no, know, it's candy. Okay, it's I definitely like candy. candy. Yes, yeah, so you should go. I okay. mean, depending upon your definition of jewelry, even the candy jewelry could be Ooh, jewelry. Right, it's, it's still fake. jewelry. It's fake. This is true. I guess anything could be jewelry at that point, right? That's why I'm still single. Oh yeah, that is true, Colt. No, yeah, no so excuse for abuse, 2017, Colt. Live by it. Kendra Scott's doing 10% discount and 10% back to the center. That's awesome. So. It's really great just to see the community come together in something like this. With everything going on, with all the flooding that happened, yep. 
now you've got this rolling around it's just like it's non-stop community just That's helping right. each other out which That's is right. which is insane and but, the the other big thing is on october 19th it's a couple thursdays from now not this mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. thursday but the next one mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. go purple day so we're purple Ooh, i'm gonna wear purple support. that day yeah i don't own anything purple but yeah, really? I'll wear something purple. I don't think so. That's awesome. No, I do own a purple shirt. It's the best color. Yep. I have a purple Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. There it's the go. color of royalty. Did it you is. know that? Yeah, and I'm royal, so I should wear it. Right? You got a purple pin here in the studio? He does. Very nice, Zachary. He's showing that support. Very nice. <laughs> so, Lord, we've known each other a long time. We have. A long time. We so have. It's, it's very awesome to see you helping out um, in this community we grew up in. Yep. And you, on, when we were talking this week, you said you had a favorite memory of me that you wanted to share with all of our friends and family. So... I'll give you this moment now to share that memory about how awesome I am. I would have to say back in our church youth group softball days. Oh yeah, I was a stud. favorite memories. I was a stud back then. You, me, yeah. Michael Castro. Yeah, it wouldn't look like it, but this guy I could play some softball. Yep. I was. He was quite a beast. The stud. That's right. Now I can't move five feet without something hurting. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> I woke up the other day with my back hurting, and it hasn't that stopped yet. That makes me sad for you. It, it is sad. Well, yeah, you know, when you get to the kid stage, things change. We've gotten older. Yeah, way older. Life's gotten tough. You guys have gotten older. <laughs> yeah, I can't see any gray in your beard, guy. I get better literally every day. <laughs> literally every day of my life is better finally, than the day you before. Get, finally, you guys keep getting up. older. He keeps staying the same age. Yeah, it's like, um, what's I'm, that movie? I'm like a wine. Days That's what I was going to say. He's like a fine Days wine. Confused. Yeah, fine wine. Hmm. Yeah, we right. should lock you in a cellar and just leave you there for the next ten years. Or maybe some fine cheese. Way to talk about locking know. people up during domestic violence awareness. <laughs> no excuse month. for abuse. Well, I mean, we're not domestic partners. I can violence you all I want. That's fair, right? I mean, right, Colt? <laughs> like, now if you want to get into a domestic partnership, I mean, we'll have to make some some moves and some with calls you. And stuff. Yeah, I'm a great partner. I could fall down and do better than you. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, though. I could accidentally. Do I don't know that that's true. Let's see. We both married up in our classes. You, you and Corey have been spending too much time together alone where you've just been feeding <laughs> each other's egos, telling each other how great you are. No, like, I you, usually, you are wildly mistaken if you think I can't do better than you. I usually just tell Corey he's awful. Yeah. Which builds my ego up, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I don't think you could do better than me. Okay. Not even close. Okay. I don't. I really don't. That, what do you think, Colt? There's no way to have do an the, objective test here. We could. How? We'll, we'll go to a bar, and you, you've you got like Done. 30 minutes to Done. pick up a dude that looks better than I Done. do. And you can't Done. say no excuse for abuse 2017. Done. All right, let's do it. Hey, let's go. we're going to do it. All right, so. I already know the place. You, you, know me, the place. you me, him. Yeah, we're First go. guy to pick up a dude wins. Oh, I've got this down. No, no. no you you want to put money on this? No, no, it's not just picking up anyone. Yeah. It's got to be better looking than me, which is going to be super hard. That's so. going to be super easy. What no, are you no. kidding? Look at this face. This is the face of an angel. Right here with this little bitty beard here that doesn't grow in all the way. I feel like maybe you don't know what angel means. <laughs> I, like I feel like I, somebody, I feel like you heard that in passing, but maybe never got a full definition of that, it. That might be accurate. That might be an accurate statement. Hmm. I like how we just derailed this uh, <laughs> domestic abuse violence awareness <laughs> month it, stuff. Domestic abuse turns into guys picking up other guys. Right. It's so weird how that happens. So what are some statistics? Do you have any statistics you can spit out? I don't have any statistics oh, I can spit out. Oh. How long have you been with the women's center? You're doing volunteer stuff. Is this your first year? Since for the this? end of August. Yeah? Yeah. Since so the end of August, you started this journey, and you've already done this much for yep. them? That's yep. pretty awesome. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's more than Zach's done his whole life. That's <laughs> silent dead air right there because he had no comeback. Write that down. I stumped Zach once. First well, time. First time for everything. <laughs> 
So um, what's next on the, on the docket for you with, so this month's going to end. Yep. Obviously the center is going to be open. Yep. Are you going to continue working with them? Do you have future plans? Um, I plan on keeping to work with them as long as I can. I know Jen wants to do. Um, Who is Jen? She's my best friend. Okay, so she's the one that yeah. got you into the stuff. Okay, so very cool. um, her birthday's in January, so she wants to try to do another give back in okay, January. Cool, cool. It's like her birthday thing, and so we're gonna try to see what we can do lessons learned from October and apply them to January. And I'm assuming that the Montgomery County Women's Center is always looking for like donations or volunteers mm-hmm. or anything, absolutely. not just through October. Absolutely, because they're um. You know they're a nonprofit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um, you know they've got housing for people that are trying to transition to a new place. They've got counseling. They've got um, a legal, a set of legal staff that's there that you can reach out to 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 get support. And if you, you know, if anyone needs to go to court, you know whether it's to get their divorce from their abusive spouse or they're trying to get a protective order or you know, like in my sister's case where she, um, her ex-husband, you know, is going to trial. You know, they can provide advocates if you want to go and be there. There's also a uh, thrift store in the Woodlands. Yes. What's the name of it? Do you remember? I can see it right now. It's green. I know. I can see it, too. I can see it, too. It's in the Woodlands right next to Sam's Club. Yes. um, Down the street from El Bosque. Yes. And they are owned, I guess they own owned by the Women's Center, or all their profits and proceeds go to the Women's Center, one of the two. Yeah, you can bring in donations, and then Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll send the money. So there's, back yeah, so there's plenty of places for you guys to get involved with Domestic Abuse Awareness Violence Month. Also, the hashtag no excuse for abuse 2017. Don't forget it. Man, he butchers that every time, guys. This is everything. Is he that, can't um... be relied to, <laughs> to recite I anything. cannot. But right now, we're going to jump out to a break real quick. And we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about something Zach's interested in. So I don't know what it is. But stick around. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Chuck Huber, the voice of Android 17 and Dr. Stein. Nerd Thug Radio is awesome. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. Corey DLG is still dealing with his gas issues, so we're just going to keep the show going. It could be the city's gas issue at this point. No, it's like his internal gas issue. Is, is it? it? Yeah. This yeah. is his own personal battle. Yeah, it's his own personal battle. It has nothing to do with the city of wherever he was. Fair moving, enough. Moving, Fair right, enough. moving right along. Don't forget, check us out at facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Going up this week, we're going to start taking uh, people registering for our uh, Extra Life event. Uh, next week, our friend uh, Brian McMeans, who is kind of running the big event at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, will be on to talk about Extra Life. We are doing a charity uh, Mario Kart tournament. I have a lot of interest in my uh, pledges, pledgers from last year. Nice, good. Yeah, last year, man, the four-man crew of us, we, we killed it, man. It was awesome. I think we're going to play Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch this year. So it'll be nice and fun. I think is it a tournament? Yeah. Are we doing a tournament? Yeah. You're going to be out of town though, right? When is it? November 4th. Maybe. Maybe no, it's a Saturday? Yeah. No. You're in? We'll be in. Yes. So Zach's in. Colt's in. I'm all in. the Nerd Thug I'm family. I'm not missing it this yeah, year. Yeah, all the Nerd Thug family will be there. I'll and be then killing it is what we've got some few people. But it's going to be $20 to sign up to play in this. All that money will go straight to the Extra Life uh, Fund, Texas Children's Hospital. Um, great hospital. They've done some work. For me recently which is pretty awesome we're gonna have a sweet bracket yeah bracket. i don't know so i don't know how many people are gonna sign up we have too many people we might have to do like pool play then single elimination that people get a, to play like more than once i don't know what's gonna happen Wait, which mario kart is it gonna be it's gonna be like mario this. kart 8 deluxe oh, it's not, i haven't on, played that one the, yeah that's the whole point not a lot of people have played it so there aren't gonna be any ringers except for me i'm a ringer 
All right, Zach. Uh, yes. You're the special guest of the show today. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff happening on television. I, I Zach, I am an active TV. TV watcher. I he, get emotionally invested. I get like from a critical standpoint, very, very invested you know in television. You know, I want to say this. What's changed a lot with, with you over the past mm, six months? When we first started doing the show and you talk about TV, you were very adamant that you did not watch anything until there was like three seasons going on. And now all the my rules pretty solid still, but there's so much good stuff going on. You find yourself there's not a lot of good stuff now. There's a lot of stuff happening. There's not a lot of good stuff, but a lot of different stuff. I've I've altered my rule about not getting involved in TV shows until they're three seasons in. Now I I waive that rule for Netflix shows because Netflix is consistent enough to where mm -hmm. they they don't seem to be producing shows until they know they're going to do two to three seasons. So I'm okay with that. Except for Sense Eight. Uh, they bring it back. They're doing another season of Sense Eight. Mm -mm. They're doing a season three. They're doing like a big final one, the one that was like way expensive, so they had to cut it. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. My rule isn't as hard as hard and fast as it used to be. Um, I'll dip my toe into stuff every now and then just to keep kind of current. There's a couple of shows um, that I was really excited about, and now I'm not sure how to feel. So Inhumans. Uh, Have you seen it yet? I was incredibly excited about it. Have Inhumans. you seen it though? I've watched the first episode. Okay, not so, the first two, just the first just one? Just the first one. You got to get the second one, man. I know. But here's the thing. I was really excited about Inhumans, and it's a really, really ambitious story to tell. I really like it when television's ambitious. Right, it is. I enjoy that. I I don't, I wasn't as impressed with the first episode as I wanted to be. Right. But it's getting, like, railed by critics, and I don't think it's at that point yet. No. I think the IMAX opening was a bad idea. Horrible from what idea. I saw from the first episode, there wasn't anything that would have been added no, by right? IMAX. Right. ABC is throwing a lot of money at this show. And it I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if it's going to be bad yet. See, I, I'm almost, excited about it. I almost think with the IMAX stuff, and me and DLG were talking about this over the weekend, they wanted to try something different and new. So they said, okay, let's throw in humans out there. It's an unknown property. If it fails, then we just chalk it up to because it's you know a TV show that no one's ever seen. It's a ton I mean, it's of like money. The, it's almost like they left themselves an out, right? Because if they take one of their big shows and put it on IMAX and it fails, they're in a heap of trouble. But that's not necessarily true. Game of Thrones did in season, I want to say season three, but maybe it was season two, where they showed several episodes in a theater. But right, they but, took their fan base. Right, but they were on season two by then. It wasn't the premiere. It wasn't, yeah, it was, fair it wasn't IMAX. Fair enough. Um, But it, it's indicative of a problem. ABC is throwing a ton of money at the Inhumans, and Fox is throwing a ton of money at Orville. The, the the Orville. The Orville. The set design and the special effects in both of these shows are incredible. They're spending a bunch of money mm -hmm. on it, and I don't know... What do you think of Medusa's hair? In the I, first I, don't, I don't know that networks are yet realizing that they don't have to spend a ton of money they don't. to have a really good show, even a really good comic book show. Netflix isn't spending a ton of money on shows like Atypical or Big Mouth, and they're unbelievable. Mm -mm. BoJack Horseman is an incredible show, and it cannot cost that oh much God, to yeah. make. The thing is, those kinds of shows, they live and die on their writing. And so you can have a show that is like BoJack or really low budget like a lot of the Netflix ones, but if it has really solid writing right. and characters and stories you can get into, that's what makes it good. So what do you think of the way they did Medusa's hair in Inhumans? I... I... I expected to think it was cheesy looking, but that's a hard thing to pull off. And I didn't think it looked terrible. Right, it didn't. I didn't think it looked bad. I think it looked as realistic as could be you gotta, expected. You got to wait till you get to see episode two. It really starts tying stuff in, like sets the tempo for the whole show. It's a hard thing. They, Black Bolt is a hard character they, to put on a screen. I was telling DLG this. They went in a direction that I didn't expect them to go. And it's made me interested in the Inhuman show. 
Black Bolt is a really, really hard character to right. put on a screen, and I worry about the character development in the show. This is another show, and there's a couple more like this out there, where instead of developing, at least in the first episode, instead of developing the character, the characters tell you how to feel about them. Right. And I don't like that. Mm -mm. I like a slow build to a point. I like a character to grow. Um, the Orville... I am wildly and weirdly attracted to this TV show. The Orville? As much as me and you go back and forth on this show, we... we you know, the different opinions of it. Yeah, you're I, incorrect. I'm unfounded also, no, opinion. I'm correct. Is it and a good show? I, I don't know. It. I yeah, I'm kind of like with him though. I don't like, know if it's a good show. See, okay, okay. What, I'm not what's big, it about? I'm not a big. Okay, so Seth MacFarlane wrote it, right? Yes. I'm not a big Family Guy fan. I'm just not a big Family Guy fan. It's Star Trek. And um, I'm not a big fan of any of the other stuff Seth MacFarlane's really done that I've seen. Like none of it. Yeah. Fair enough. And it, so, it's a really it's a really special blend of humor. You love it or you hate it. But this his humor in this show is nothing like anything he's done no. before. It's way different. And yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's an homage to Star Trek. Right. It's a space exploration show. It's a wild ripoff. Joey thinks it's Star a spoof Trek. because he doesn't know what a spoof is. It's a wild ripoff not, of Star Trek. Yeah, it's there a are direct some there are some for sure some elements that are that are taken from Star Trek. It's a direct comedic ripoff. Of it's Star not Trek. comedic though, and it's that's my thing about it. I don't it's think a it's a. I don't know. It's, it's not it's a parody. Not a parody. It's not a spoof. It, I don't think that it's a comedy either. Imagine you take all like, you're in the Star Trek universe, and you know how big the Star Trek universe is. I haven't really watched much Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. but the Star Trek universe is huge. How many TV shows they've done? This is like the corner of the Star Trek universe where they're trying to be funny, and that's what it is. Oh, so is it canon? No, no, it's not. No, Star, not it's not Star Trek. It, it's, it's not, not Star all. Trek. There's but a lot is. of elements that are sim very, very similar to Star Trek. For but sure, I, there are. But I am wildly entertained and, and I think stuck it's on a good show. show. I think it's an ambitious show from Seth MacFarlane. Um, I think it's an ambitious show for Fox to have put on the air right. as well. It's a weird blend of comedy and action, and the jokes. There aren't as many jokes as you would expect, and the stories they're trying to tell are very, very interesting. Um, I do think. The idea they had episode three was about having a gender reassignment surgery for uh, an alien baby, <laughs> and it was an interesting take on it. They 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 botched it, they, and they botched it because they, first of all, they used weird antiquated terminology, and they didn't do a good job of like, it was just an about face for one of the characters who changed their mind, but it's but, almost like but, a dry humor. But the ambition was there for it. Um, and then the most recent episode is they discover a ship where people aren't aware that they're on a spaceship. It's a huge, huge colony ship. Joey's laughing. Like, there are very, very, very few jokes in this show. This show sounds so bizarre. They, they, no, there's, there's not very few jokes. It's a space exploration show. There's tons of There are very few jokes. It's just very dry. In a 42-minute show, there aren't nearly as many jokes as you would expect. It's not a comedy. And they it, are. It comedy. is dry humor, for sure. It's a comedy. It's it's jokes that are glossed over and just taken in stride and stuff. And I like that part of it. It's I think it's comedy. It's I an think action the jokes comedy. are funny, but I don't think it's a comedy. It's an action comedy. Straight it's up. not a comedy. It's a comedy. The the humor the humor style and there's like a like joke per it. scene. It's it's oh, yeah. maybe maybe more than that. In the beginning of season two or episode two, there was like twelve jokes in the first thirty seconds. Disagree about the egg. There's no way you could disagree with that. Mm -hmm. We can go back and watch two. it. Episode two. He's oh. talking about the egg. He cracks like seven jokes in about thirty seconds. Okay. Thank you. But it. I think the problem, the biggest problem was it was Seth MacFarlane. And Fox pushed it to be this huge comedy show. Right. And, and it's, it's not, not people that. expected. It's and I not like, a big comedy. And I it's like not it. It's a not a big that. laugh for the entirety of the show comedy, for sure. And it's not your slap D comedy. It's, it's, um, I think it's, the jokes are really funny, but it's not a 42 minute joke. Right. That's, they're, that's accurate. They're, but it's they're still a comedy. doing good plots, I think. 
I don't think this show is going to make it. I don't, and I know don't think it's going to make it because it's they're not hitting their mark yet. the the best The best development of character on the show has been the super strong but the physically girl? tiny security officer. Yeah, yeah, she's good. Um, I I think she's great, and I think. I think it's indicative, though. Fox is throwing a ton of money at this show, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make a hit for them. It's very pretty to look at, and it's and I like it. I, I hope that it I'm, makes I'm, it. I don't think I'm it weirdly will. entertained. I'm my guess is that Fox doesn't pick it up, and maybe they switch it over to like FX or no one of those smaller episodes no. seg- or not se- episodes, one of those smaller uh, networks that Fox no. owns. Oh, no, Seth MacFarlane F- is definitely Fox material. FX yeah, is Fox doing incredible so. things. They're not going to put this on FX. You know, Inhumans, uh, it debuted with the same numbers that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did at their season four opening. That doesn't surprise me. Right. And so, it's, but it's Friday night TV. Like, Friday night TV now is so different than it used to be. We used to have, like, TJF Friday and all those comedies, and, like, Friday night was a big night to watch TV. Friday night's not a big night to watch TV anymore. No. It's a big night to binge Netflix. Right. And so, I think maybe that's why Inhumans went Friday. It was safe for them. They don't have to do as big as numbers if they were, like, on a Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday even. So I don't know. I mean, I, I like Inhumans. It it was way different than I expected. Five minutes into it, I, I didn't it dislike s- it, and I like the Inhuman story in general. And I want I want Inhumans to work. Me I too. don't think that it will. Five minutes in, I was like, this is going to be horrible. The acting in the first five minutes, it's such almost, an, it's such almost an, lost it. It's such a niche market, and it's so much so fast mm-hmm. for this long a show. Like I I don't see Inhumans. It's only eight either. episodes, and so they've only got six weeks left because they did the first two. On the first night, I don't see Inhumans making it either. I mean, it'll get through. It'll get through the season, but I, yeah, after that, I don't know. I, I really don't know. There's I mean, there's been news about season one being marketed as the complete series, so. But I, like I mentioned earlier in the show, I think if it's a one if it's a one season story like a mini series, I think it would have worked better. Right, but like yeah. I said, the guy who's writing it is like, I've got plans for season two. I know what's going to happen in season three. Do you, bro? And yeah. I know what's going to happen now. We're going to take a break and come back to the weekly top three. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hashtag talking nerdy to you. Hey, guys. Joey Savage here. For our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys. They've got action figures. They've got cards. They've got magic. They've got Dungeons and Dragons. Hero clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh, Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B-Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. I'm Cole Baldridge. He totally just cut you off. You're the second, Mike. You go second. Let's try that again. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Beep, boop, beep. I'm a robot. Yes, nice. Now now you Now you can talk. Now, in turn. And I'm the meatbag. Well, if you don't get so excited, you get all like... You poop the bed. You poop the bed there. Uh, This is halfway through the show. This is our weekly top three. This is usually where I beatbox and Corey raps, but he's still dealing with gases issues. So um, we're doing a weekly top three. You know, this weekly top three... We came up with this is terrible five months ago, oh, I know. six months ago, and when I came up with this idea, I'm no closer today to having a list I am 100 percent comfortable with than I was six months ago. Six months ago, I had this idea. And, no, you didn't. I had and the, the idea. first thing Zach says. I consistently text Joey and Corey weekly top three ideas, <laughs> and I sent them like 22 in a day one time. 
And I said, we're going to do this one. And Zach was adamant that we did not do it unless he was on the show. Yeah, there's a bunch of top threes they're not allowed to do without So me. we've been holding this one in the back pocket, and Zach's here today. And so the weekly top three this week is favorite robots slash androids. Slash artificial intelligence. Slash cyborgs, even. Oh, no, no cyborg. I need to redo my list. No, no, no. <laughs> Me too. All pop culture. If AI's on the table, beep, boop, beep. <laughs> no cyborgs. So, in typical nerd thug fashion, we let the worst of us go first. So, Colt, you are on the board. Number three. My number three is the T-1000 from Terminator 2. The T-1000 from Terminator 2. You want to talk about... I do want to talk about it. Go a ahead. really good villain. Yep. Mm -hmm. As what makes Terminator really great is that it's about the savior of humanity being pursued relentlessly by an unstoppable killing machine. Yes. So the so, matrix, that's what Terminator is about. Yeah. Okay. What makes the number two so good is the premises. Let's do that. But now the killing machine from the first one is the good guy now. And the bad guy is an even worse version. That's pretty good. It's so it gives weird, a unbelievable about face to me. I don't know. I, here's my problem with T-1000. I think he's a incredible in terms of robots. Like, it's, it's awesome, right? right like, right. it's such a crazy idea for a robot, and it's something that for sure has not happened. Well, I say hasn't happened. Dune, one of my runners-up, has these things called face dancers, which we can talk a lot about. But the T-1000, to me, is... He's not any more scary as a villain than a walking machine gun. Right. Like, I like a villain who, like, you know his motivation, and, like, you see him build and build. You know what I mean? We'll That's that. that to me is what made Arnold so great in the first one, right? Like he was this terrifying thing, but then like you kept seeing him interact and you kept seeing him get smarter. I don't know. I really like T-1000 as a robot though. It's insane. So you're excited about the next Terminator movie? I don't know. It's a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Is it? Yeah, they're just, James Cameron's like, everything else happened? He's like Squash. all that Genesis, Genesis yeah. nonsense. Squash Even it. the one with the, what yeah. was it? T, T, whatever, know. the Lady Terminator the where T they built a town and destroyed it because it was cheaper than doing a model. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, James Cameron came in. He's like, all right, well, uh, as I'm making Avatar, I'm also going to do Terminator. And it's going to be a sequel to part two. Everything else? Meh. That's crazy. Right. James Cameron's I, awesome. James Cameron making Terminator is the only way that franchise is going to do something good again. Very true. Maybe so. All right, Zach, your number three. Uh, my number three is Deckard from uh, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep and or Blade Runner. And or Blade Runner. There is a lot of speculation that he wasn't really... a what is it called? Syndicate, syn syn synthetics, whatever it was, yeah, the robot. Synthetic robot? I think he is. I think he is. I think too. he is, and I think it's a weird, sad, like, realization to get, especially when you read the book. Like, in the book, it's not quite as heavy-handed heavy as the director's cut of the original Blade Runner. True, true. Where it's still kind of up in the air, but, like, like I for sure felt like he was an android, and it made me really, really, really sad when I read that book. Yeah. Like, real sad. I was like, this guy just wants a real live animal. Like, he's <laughs> having to kill people. He doesn't really feel great about killing. Like, it was real sad. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really well developed. And then I thought Harrison Ford was great, obviously, in Blade Runner. Yeah. And then Blade Runner 2049. I'm really excited to see if he's acknowledged to be an android or not in it. Like, if they finally put to rest that he right. is in the new movie. There are three great actors in that movie. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so, yeah. Good. So, for sure, Deckard is my number three. Um, there's a lot of runner-ups, but he's. I, I think I'm going to lock him in. Go ahead. At, go go uh, and do some runner-ups. We got enough time for that. I don't know. I like the R2-D2. I really like R2-D2. And C-3PO's dynamic against one another. Like, C-3PO is annoying. They're like the only two characters that have been in every single Star Wars Right, movie. it's crazy, right? Just them two. Right? Yeah. I think it's just them two. I think it is too. I think you're right. 
Um, I like how they play off of one another, and I think it's even more impressive. And I don't know whether or not to call this writing or direction <laughs> or what, but like the fact that C-3PO is the straight man to R2-D2's comedy, yeah. that's a really hard thing to pull off when you don't Especially speak. when the robot doesn't speak yeah. anything. Right, but it's done really well. Like, don't get me wrong, Star Wars isn't full of a ton of jokes, but like there's always a good bit of humor between C-3PO and R2-D2. Right. And like, I don't know if you guys, at, at Comic Palooza in Houston every year, they do a dramatic reading of... Star Wars. Wars episode four as told by William Shakespeare as written by William Shakespeare. I don't know if you guys have seen those. That books. sounds dope. They're really good. Like somebody took the Star Wars script and rewrote it as a Shakespeare so in iambic crazy. pentameter. So I forget the name of the, the theater group that does a dramatic reading of it. <laughs> so but awesome. the lady who does R2D2, she goes beep boop boop beep boop. And then like as an inner monologue, she says what R2D2 is saying slash thinking just like it's written. And so like it adds a whole new window <laughs> of like the humor there. So those are my number number. Those are my runner ups or my number fours. But, it's like but a, Deckard, I, I think it's like Groot and Rocket and Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Where Groot always uh, Groot. right. Where the entirety <laughs> of the dialogue is carried by one character. I love it. I, I do, too. I, I'm a, I don't know why. That's a weirdly specific thing to be a, a huge, fan of, but I'm a fan of it. I'm not a huge C-3PO fan. Like, no, he's I, terrible. I don't like he him He should never all. be in a scene by himself. No. The Force uh, Awakens, it, oh, he was... The Red Arm. I don't... I there, there was no interaction. He's strong when he interacts. He's yeah. useless when he's not. He was True. dumb in Episode 1 and dumb in Episode 7, <laughs> but everywhere else, R2-D2 really was the... <laughs> he needs ...Costello to his Abbott yeah, or Abbott cool. to Costello. I forget which one's the skinny one. You guys want to hear a, a short excerpt of the Shakespearean Star? Wars? Sure, go ahead. I think that's right. definitely worth so it. So this yeah. is all right. This is the chorus. It is a. Period oh, it's not a. It's not a. No, no. It, it's the. It's you the title. You're not playing it off of YouTube. You're like you're gonna read it yourself. Oh, I found I, the. I found the PDF. I don't know how this yeah. is gonna be. Scrap it. Scrap uh, that idea. Keep moving on. I don't know if I trust you to be able to hit the. Yeah. Iambic oh, pentameter oh, yeah. correctly. I, I took a theater course. Yeah. So did, did we you? All. We all yes. did in high school. Did you? I did in college. No, I didn't. I took one in high school. The best course ever took. All right, moving on. I took an improv class in college. Yes, and nobody's yes anding. How'd that go? Anyway, yes, terribly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so what's your number three? My number three, cool since uh, Zach really got upset about my original number three, I switched it up to my honorable mention. Uh, the Cylons from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh, which one? All of them. Just the but whole... they're vastly different. Right, in there's the different ones. I'm, I'm talking. Oh, which which Battlestar? Yeah. Galactica? So like, is it the reboot ones that yeah. look like people but aren't aware that they're Cylons? Right. Those. Those. Okay. Those are crazy. That's a crazily right. written storyline, especially when they start showing up multiple instances of themselves, yeah. like people who you think the whole series they're yeah, and they're actually Cylons. Yeah. Peep. Hardcore Battlestar Battlestar Galactica fans really really hated that reboot, but I enjoyed it. So you know, I never watched Battlestar Galactica at all growing up, Me or either. the new one. But I started watching Caprica. Have you seen Caprica? Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Wasn't Caprica amazing? amazing? So I watched Caprica, and I was like, this is awesome. And then when it ended, I was like, wait, there's not another season of this? Yeah. Got to watch Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. So then I started. That's what got me into Battlestar Galactica. And did you watch the the mini movie or the Blood and Iron, it's maybe called? There's a mini movie that happens mm -mm. between Caprica and, no, I need and to, Battlestar. I yeah. need to. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Captain Adam. The whole mythos of the the Battlestar Galactica universe with the twelve different planets, with the because it started as like a religious the, thing. Yeah, right. It's awesome. <laughs> oh man, it's so such a great, good. Such a great show, and I found yeah. that on Netflix. Yeah, Caprica. What's up? All right, uh, Colt. What is your numero dos? So Cylons. That's a good one. My numero dos. They were created is... by lizard people. Lizard really? people. Yeah, the original ones. Like a, lizard, a lizard, like, like a lizard, lizard race. people that run the earth. Yeah, it was a. They took cool. the reboot in an entirely different I direction. Like I try to go back and watch the original. Uh, not as too. good. There's an animated Battlestar yeah. Galactic not series. As, not that's as not good that great as either. To me. All right, all right. So my number two is Sunny from iRobot. 
Okay, cool. Ooh. It's I like iRobot. Yeah, iRobot. I robot, the, I robot the movie or the Asimov novel? The movie. Okay. I really, the movie. It, it's probably a little skewed because it's one of those I saw in the theater as a kid and was I love it whether or not it's good or holds up no, or not. After I watched iRobot, it prompted me to write my first like comic. Oh, the yeah. The I'm working on is because I watched iRobot. You wrote a comic. Uh-huh, I'm working on one right now. That's Just pretty cool. Awesome. robotics, in. all that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. I was like, my main thing was, I wonder what would have happened if they actually would have taken over. Isaac like, Asimov. Hmm, good idea. Isaac yeah. Asimov too invented robot fiction. Like yeah. it, that's he's it. He's so man. okay. So what specifically about the movie? Have you read the iRobot the books? I have not. Okay, it's something it's something I have to do. Fair enough. Actually. So Sunny, that's a good one. That I, a good I think one. I think it's less more about Sunny the character and more of the world, the world that the movie takes place. And it's Will Smith. And Will Smith, mm-hmm. because greatest rapper alive. Will Smith and those. quote Corey DLG. Absolutely not oh, the yeah. greatest rapper alive. Quote Corey. He's DLG. not even the greatest rapper in this room. That's true. That's me. Of course. I think especially you, since you've read the novel, you could probably better expand on this, but especially the way that the the three robotic laws are instituted and the way they have real-life implications and how they're eventually twisted and contorted into something dark and horrifying that never was anticipated. Right. I mean, does does the novel go further into that? Um, it It's not... It's been a while since I've read it. It's not that it goes further... It, it, Asimov does a really good job of taking those three rules, which could very easily have painted him into a corner and making them actually the foundation of the plot, right? Like the, the three laws of robotics almost make it a certainty mm-hmm. that these robots aren't going to hurt people. And right. yet it's that very set of laws that makes it impossible to find out what happens when they do. And the book, the book goes into more detail about like how the laws are developed and stuff like that. Um, but I thought the movie was really good because I remember I read the book not either not long before, or not long after I saw the movie in theaters. So like I remember that it's very very close to the novel. It was a short novel, if I'm not mistaken, or a short story. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. That's a good pick. Yeah, that's a really anything good movie. Asimov related. I'm on board 100. percent Plus the CS5, the NC5 character designs look totally cool. It's a pretty cool robot design in that movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you I'm know? a bigger fan of robots that don't look like people. Really? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Like maybe bigger versions of people. No. Okay. No. I just always thought it'd be fascinated to have robots that like just do like you know I've got a trash robot, now I've got a oven robot. That's kind of what we're eventually getting know, to right? right now. Just what, little what would an that... oven robot? Do? Like it could just walk. Like with how you, is right? an oven robot different than like, an it oven? Just, it tweets your phone. Your your dinner is ready. Yeah, and it can just five go, minutes later. It just goes places with you. Your dinner's burning. Pack it up and just walks how with you. How often do you need an oven? I mean, when you're on the go. I mean, I wouldn't never have to go home to cook. I wouldn't have to go to fast food. I could just stop and cook right where I'm at. But, right? Can you imagine the power and maintenance cost? That's going to have to run on batteries. No, this or is a dumb idea. Gas. No. Wind power. <laughs> Let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we'll get into mine and Zach's number twos and number ones for all of us. NerdThugRadio.com. This is Elle Graves, cosplayer slash prop maker, and I like puppies. This is Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Joey Savage. Beep, boop, beep, beep. I am a robot. And that guy. And I'm the beat bag. That guy. Uh, we're in the middle of the weekly top three this week. As always, check us out at facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, the podcast is going to drop tomorrow. You can go to iTunes and Google Play Music and subscribe. Also, leave us a review. That'd be very nice of you. Or YouTube. You can subscribe there as well. 
and comment on the videos. Uh, but let's get back to the weekly top three this week in honor of Zach being here with me today. We're doing our favorite robots, androids, AI, cyborgs. Just kidding, no, no cyborgs. That, Do that. That would have blown Zach's mind. Yeah. Um, so we just got a Colt. You did your number three, which was? TK100? Oh, yeah. It was, no, no, no. It was, T1000. T1000? Oh, yeah. The number three was T1000. And your number two was? The Nestor Class 5. Okay. And then, uh, and then Zach, I had Deckard for number three. And I had the Cylons from Battlestar Galactica. So let's jump right in. My number two is Marvin, the paranoid android from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, and that was it's supposed to be my number incredible. three, and you got mad. But Alan Rickman really does a good job. I, this is it. one of those rare times where I got as much enjoyment from reading him in the books as I did hearing Alan Rickman do his voice in the new movie. Let's oh, yeah. hear Alan Rickman right now. Yeah. Take you up to the bridge. That's often how I feel. I really, really identified with Marvin. I'm more like, I have a head the size of a planet. I have a brain the size of a planet, and I'm constantly getting dragged into dumb stuff. Yeah, you know that, like, that part in, I was like book four where he's stranded in this alien ship, and he has nothing but time, and he solves all of the universe's problems, and he's right. still bored. Right, and he gets his foot stuck in a bucket. I just like his name. I, I, I really, really like Marvin because, like, I thought, like, when they gave him, like, it was really funny to to read a robot that's depressed, like, yeah, right? overwhelmingly depressed, while at the same time knowing he's better than everyone. And, like, yeah. then the, the abject cruelty of giving him emotional circuits and not getting them fixed so he was depressed. Like, it's so weird. And I thought it was just hilarious right, the first time I read it. Most robots are either emotionless right. or they want to take over the world. Right. And then you find a depressed one. Right. It's just, it was just so weird. Like, and when I read it in high school, like, I'd already been pretty well exposed to other robots and other different things. Yep. You know? So I was like, this is messed up. <laughs> and then obviously, Alan Rickman just killed it. Oh, man. Like, he, his, his performance became the default voice for when I, like, listened to the books. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. When I read the books now, I can't not. Yeah. I love Alan yeah. Rickman. That was, I, that oh, was God rest weird his soul. watching the movie and then a few years later picking up the book and reading it for the first time. It's a weird book. Yeah, so it is a really weird, weird book. book. All right, Joseph. My number two is Ultron from the Marvel oh, Universe. Oh, man, that was on That's my short good list. One. What a I good love villain. Mason Ultron. Right, because you're very clear of what he's going to do, and he is insane. Yeah, he is a good he's villain. He's insanely good. And even though they, they, they stop him, and then he just comes back. Yeah, and he, he finds a, a way I, to make it back. I think that really scary part about it is how... Every single Ultron unit is Ultron. And so right. that, that part where Tony's about to blast Ultron, he's like, I'm already there. That's yeah. a weird thing to wrap your head around. Too. Right. Like, yeah. I think yeah. like, have you seen the, uh, that's an, that's a thing that should be explored more in science fiction. Have you seen the, uh, cartoon young Avenger movie? No. Oh my goodness. So there's this movie young Avengers, right? Yeah. And I've seen it. Have you seen it? So basically, no, no, I've seen the, so I've Ultron has taken over the world. Yeah. And so, like, all of the heroes are dead. So this is, like, their kids that, um, like, I think Tony Stark saves, like, some of them. It's, like, Captain America's son. It's, like, Captain America, Black Widow's kid. What? Like, Wasp kid. Is this canon? Uh, I mean, Marvel did it, so I guess in some sense, in some universe of this. Oh, yeah. Marvel does that weird yeah. catch all, so like, like, this is Earth-616A. Yeah, so then they have, with the help of, like, an aging old Hulk, Hulk with, like, Santa Claus beard, they have to stop Ultron. That's pretty dope. But just Ultron. Have you have you read the... Uh, He's terrifying. Yeah, have you read the recent Age of Ultron? What, the uh, comic? Yeah, the, the miniseries. I played the like, Earthquake series, and it nah, was terrible. It was, like, that, was, that, wasn't, the, that wasn't after the... Um, the um, 
Like the talk, are you one. talking about the the original storyline, or did no, they no. do a new one? They did a they did a new one about four years ago now. It was like a twelve issue miniseries. It that was wa- like that wasn't during Secret Wars, was it? Mm-mm. No, this was way before then. No, because all zombies versus Ultron. Yeah, that was different. But yeah, it was it was called Age of Ultron. It was like a twelve issue series. Um, it it was insane. Like it, it was it was one of the better Ultron stories. Those twelve. What year? What year did it come out? Uh, what are we in? Twenty seventeen. So this is probably twenty thirteen. I would say maybe twenty twelve. Hmm. Uh, yeah, probably twenty twelve. I would think. Maybe twenty thirteen. One of those two. Uh, okay. What, what does it say over there? Talking about now. Uh, yeah, number one came out on September second, twenty thirteen. Yeah, it was like a 12, 12 or thirteen issue miniseries, and they're having to like time travel and like go all the places to stop Ultron. Just trying to stop him in general is right. insane. I really like Ultron as a villain. He's so good. Like, because he's developed, but right. like, it's in a weird kind of one-dimensional way almost. Like, he's so bent on world domination that it almost seems like it's not character development, but it's, it's, he's a weird character. The only way I for really the world, dig it. The only way for the world to survive is to eliminate humanity. That's true. And so that's what, that's his mission. I mean, eliminate humanity. You think the species after humanity will just be people uploaded into machines? Maybe. What? Maybe Ultron's right. What a weird thing to think. Yeah, so why don't you go in with your number one? Yeah, let's hear your number one. Yeah. My uh, number one is TARS from Interstellar. Okay. You want to talk about me either. You've never seen about. Interstellar? No, I'm out. Is that the one where like they go to that planet with water up to their ankles? Yeah. The, is that the one where Jodie Foster time travels back in time? No, it's Matthew no. McConaughey. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey goes to like the fifth and then dimension he gets and trapped he, in that bookcase. He knocks down no. the bookcase that he himself sees. I didn't even know there was a robot in that movie. Yeah, it's it's the it's the big black like it's the monolithic uh, robot that helps him around. He's like, Tars, increase your decrease your sarcasm to like oh 90%. yeah that dude that was a good bit okay what the really cool part was or so seeing the movie oh, in the theaters so he is oh yeah seeing the movie in the theaters more excitement from him than nico in 50 episodes of a, tars, a dumb thing <laughs> tars was i i, I kind of thought tars was a bit of a scary character because scary. during this whole yeah during this whole time scary. i was expecting him to go rogue and turn on the crew to pull a howl yeah but he never did. And I think that little reversal of expectations really went a long way in the storytelling of his character. That's yeah, I, I, I forgot about that. That was a good bit in that movie. I didn't like that movie a lot, but I did like the interactions they had with the robot. Yeah, that, that was one of those very few movies where you have to go see it in the theater or IMAX or it's just not the same. It was weird. It was convoluted, too. Was I didn't what, dislike it, though. What's your number one? <sighs> My number one is Bender. I knew this. Yes. I, I called it from a long time I, ago. I, I picked Bender, and, it, and man, I struggled with it. Because, like, it's such a gimme, right? But, like, in terms of, like, making but me... But he's your favorite. Making me laugh and, like, consistently making me laugh. I think the episode where Bender becomes the god to the that, <laughs> that group of aliens... Yeah, that, that's like, great. That is one of the best written episodes of TV I've ever seen. Like... Where they have these big existential discussions when he's talking to whatever that god or star mm-hmm. cluster is, but like they root it in such comedy. They go, oh, yeah, I was god for a while. Yeah, I saw that. You didn't do a very good job <laughs> <Okay>. of it. <laughs> and like he's just consistently funny and all over the place, like as a human. And like I like even the fact that they call attention to the things he do- does that make no sense. Like when they're brewing beer, or, or no. There's an episode where they're sitting on the sofa watching TV, getting drunk, him and Fry. Yeah. And Lila walks in. She goes, you've had so much beer, your door doesn't even close. And that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, the whole thing is just really, really funny. I really like Bender, and I like his interactions. And, like, I don't know. It, and it's crude. A lot of it's, like, crude, just throwaway humor. 
but then some of it's really funny and thought provoking. And like, I think it kind of turns a normal robot human inter inter interaction kind of on its head a little bit. Part of it does go into fleshing out and that Bender does have a, a characteristic and that he is literally a functioning alcoholic and he is slightly and he's racist and he's completely degenerate. And he's a robot. But he's he has character growth, robot. which is a weird thing, right? Because in the beginning of the series, he has no friends. He doesn't interact. He's very much like Fry, but just like him and Fry, just like Fry grows a little bit as a person, like Bender becomes a much more well-rounded character. Like he grows and like starts to care about Fry and like, it's weird, man. Bender's, Bender's a, good a weird, good, I'm not funny a, character. I'm not a huge fan of Futurama. Like, I watch it, but, uh, I mean, I'm, I don't invest as much as you have. I dig but it. But Bender is is my favorite character from that from that show. It's that one of episode, those shows that's worth watching in its down. entirety. Hands that down. episode where he becomes God to those people, that's, that's one of the one. best that's TV episodes one. I've ever seen. I think that won an Emmy. No way. I won or, an Emmy. There's won no way. There's, I won an Emmy once. Yeah, so I'm did, um, so did uh, what was Suicide Squad. They give them to anyone. Suicide Squad. All right, so my number one. I got some nasty things to say about Suicide Squad. My number one, anytime someone says the word robot, in my mind, I think Optimus Prime. Yeah? Every time. Man. Just because me and Optimus Prime go back to me being like four years old. He's probably like the first robot I ever recognized with the, in the Transformers and the leader of the Autobots. I struggle with defining Optimus Prime as a robot. But they're robots in disguise. Here's why. <laughs> Here's why I don't. And I, I promise you, not a single Transformer I even crossed my mind. Really? And I wasn't as big a fan of Transformers as you, but Transformers. you think it would have shown up like I would have considered it. But here's why I consider a robot something that's built by a human. Okay. okay. And so, like, I don't know that I even consider Optimus Prime like a real robot because he was just. He's born a, it's or... a different thing. It's a but, mechanical form. I don't know. That's why. But he's a robot in disguise. Yeah, no, I get it. The tagline's good. You're good at reciting. <laughs> That's good. You're welcome. You're, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're going to do favorites. My number one's usually I get a throwaway. Uh, I had a, my honorable mention. Uh, have you seen Prometheus? Yeah. Michael Fossenbender's character? Man. He's on my short list. God, that guy is so good. It's, Pro, maybe it's just Michael Fossenbender. Is it Prometheus or the, what was the name of the sequel? Alien Co Covenant? Yeah, Covenant. Covenant. It wasn't right. called yeah, Alien yeah. Covenant, right? Just, no, yeah, it, it was, was Alien Covenant. All great things come from small. But like beginnings. the weird, and I watched. I haven't seen. Uh, I saw Prometheus, but I haven't seen the sequel. I haven't either yet. But um, I, I watched some YouTube clips because I read a lot of reviews of it, and like the weird sexual tension that he <laughs> had with himself. Yeah. It, like, like that was interesting and well done. He's, I thought, but yeah, Fassbender is just a great yeah. actor. Period. Yeah, uh, he was he, on my short list. He did that that segment or I mean, that show movie really really well. Isn't and, that one where he plays? two robots he plays himself right or yeah, yeah. plays one yeah it's two robots i haven't seen it but I, but like yeah essentially he plays both all great him things and come himself. from small beginnings so weird what a creep that guy is he's pretty awesome what? cool we got 30 seconds do you, do you have any honorable mentions you want to throw out there robot wise no okay I, cool good good we're moving on gave me more than um 10 seconds no no no. that's list. all you get you get 10 yeah, seconds done we've given you more leeway than we've ever given nico you should be thankful beep, boop, beep, boop, zach's boop, a robot beep, boop. i'm a robot i like robot you could have things. Gone like daft punk robot rock that's a great one we they're not robots that. i like robots we should have played that coming into this robot i like rock. robot things really beep, boop, boop. i'm in daft punk i wear a motorcycle helmet and think i'm a cool guy boop beep boop beep robot stuff there's our freestyle for the day you're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. We're going to come back uh, instead of the Nico segment. It'll be the cult segment. Stay with be, us. It'll be an utter delight.
Now that school started back up and summer's over, what the kids need out of the house, they should go to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic, various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons & Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. All right, welcome back to Nerdplug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. Beep, boop, beep. I'm Zach, the robot. And I'm the intern. And uh, we're still minus Corey DLG with his gas experiments. So uh, we're just going to keep going on as always. Uh, hopefully you uh, take some Tums, Corey DLG. I think we're past that. Yeah, maybe so. Check us out, nerdthugradio.com, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Uh, get ready this week. We're going to hit up for our uh, Extra Life Mario Kart Tournament. Uh, that's all I'm going to plug right now. So, Mr. Colt Baldridge in episode 77 of Nerd Thug Radio. This is the first Colt segment we've ever done, a la Nico DLG segment that we usually roast him. Expectate, expectations are real low here. Yeah, so go right real ahead. Low. Go ahead. Nail it. Come on. Hey, guys. Discount Nico DLG here. <laughs> Today, I want to talk My about... My favorite part, a little before you start... Is every time he does that little stupid bit, where he's like, "Hey, Nico G DLG here, coming live." He just like, he starts it's, laughing, like right, like he's cracking. And his, it's not even live. he knows it's live. It's recorded, yeah. and he's he's yeah, and he's I don't know. Okay. Even he knows it's lame. Go ahead. So I want to talk more about. Lame. Oh, I am, but yeah, just cover it up. Anyway, I want to yeah. I want to talk about perspective, okay, and how. So your views on something can change over time in light of new information and viewing things in a different way. It's uh, called marriage. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. A while, yeah. A while back, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about false. You have no Marvel friends. Civil War, and he said that he said something along the lines of, "If you did not sign with Captain America, you are wrong." And it was so basically, just, just to set the premise, Civil War was a story inside of um, the Marvel universe. the Marvel universe that pitted heroes against heroes. It was Captain America versus Iron Man. It was basically over the Superhuman Hero Registration Act. Basically, if you had superpowers, you had to register. Right. Yes. Captain America said that that's not American. Un-American, and Iron Man said it is American, and it could help people. Yes. And I think that... It all stemmed from a bunch of dumb kids who think they could stop people. Yeah. (laughs) I think that there definitely is merit, and there is a very, very good argument that can be made with protecting privacy and individual liberty of the superheroes. However, I want to spend this time to make a case... For Team Iron Man and the Superhero Registration Act and the Sokovo Accords, and here is why. Here's your, your make your case now. Go. It is very easy for us to side with Captain America and condemn Iron Man completely when we live in a world that does not bear the human cost of superhero actions. I think that, um, in th- I think that when you're talking about world-ending existential threats like Ultron dropping a city <laughs> on top of the planet Ultron. to wipe out all of He's humanity, great. I think it's acceptable to say that. A lot of people will say the Avengers should do everything possible to stop that and to save the world. True. That's not where this argument is about. The argument is about in the more nuance when it's the not world-ending activities that do cause a lot of damage. To put a hypothetical, let's say there is a huge threat out there and it's not world-ending but it's very severe and the Avengers roll up and they stop it. But in the process of doing that, all of Houston is destroyed. Everything you know, everyone you love, where you work, where you eat, space cadets, everything gone. Now, knowing that, 
Are you going to say, yeah, I'm going to use Vulcan logic and say that the benefits of the many outweigh the few, and I'm okay with losing everything, including my life, in order to stop that. But how does registration prevent that? Correct. I, I, I need you to make a case for registration, not for holding back on power. I don't. Correct. I, I think the argument is more of, I think it's more of the in line with the the movie and the Sokovo Accords, and less with registration. I think there is has to be some kind of checks and balances in order to keep these um, to keep superheroes accountable. For example, if you want to contextualize it with something modern day, let's say there's a superhero who decides that the North Korean nuclear incident has gone too far and they decide to go out and punch Kim Jong-il in the nose. Now that's going to create a huge international incident because that one person decided that they're going to go out and do that on their own and attack a foreign power. So you think heroes shouldn't operate, your premise here is heroes shouldn't operate unless they're authorized to do so by the government as like a, an attack dog. I'm not sure about operating <laughs> by the government, but... The Marvel Universe lives in a world where all the heroes make the right decisions at the end of the day. I mean, there are there are complications, there are nuances, but at the end of the day, you can trust Steve Rogers and Tony Stark and Bruce Banner are going to make the right decision every day. You don't have a situation in which Captain America isn't Steve Rogers and instead it's the comedian. There is no Rorschach equivalent in the Marvel Universe. You don't have a superhero who works in their self-interest against the others. But, okay, so I guess my question is then, what what do you see? The Sokovia Accord said that nobody, no superhuman is going to operate without authorization from the government. Correct. Right? From a voted-on party, the UN, whatever. Right, yes. right, right. And or if you're superhuman, you have to register. Correct. Yes. Okay, so what's your conjecture here? What do you want? The registration, do you want all superpowered individuals to register and not to use their powers unless it's okayed by the government? I'm not necessarily saying that it's okay, uh, it's okayed by the government. I think that a government, yeah, a, a government. I think that there government. definitely should be oversight if it is an incident that is not going to be existential and in okay. the world. So, here's uh, and I, I'm, I'm of two minds on this, and I, I get where you're coming from, you're, you're belaboring the point, but I get where you're coming from. So I just read two series of books by this guy named Darius Brasher. One of them is called the Cape series, and one of them is called the Superhero Detective series. In this universe this guy has created, all metahumans, superheroes, have to register as, as soon as they're found, as soon as it's discovered that they have it. Mm -hmm. And then if they want to use their superhuman abilities, only if they ever plan to use them, they have to go through what are called the hero trials, and then they, get, they become a card-carrying member. In the book, it's likened several times to... If you want to be a lawyer, you can study on your own. You can do whatever you want, but you still have to pass the bar to practice right. law. Yes. It's it's similar to that. It, it's it's very well thought out, and, and your Kim Jong-il example is actually funny because in the book, the reason that this law was passed, <clears throat> or in these books, the reason this law was passed, that in World War II, instead of the U.S. bombing Japan, this metahuman who could create nuclear explosions bombed Hiroshima and, and uh, Nagasaki. Nagasaki! So... Um, it's it's an interesting premise, and and the guy in this book handles it pretty well. There's a lot of heroes that operate outside of it. There's a lot of obviously none of the villains register, and that that's to my point. These the bad guys aren't registering. Right, they're so, not going to. I so I, I see this guy makes a really good case for it. I think a better case than Marvel did actually in the explanation and how it would actually be executed. I can also see the other side of the coin though. When you're registered, somebody's keeping tabs on you. 
And eventually that's going to come down to where they're going to either separate you or quarantine you. You don't register people to exist. And that's what I have a big problem with, um, it, with the, the superhero Re registration act. Number one, I don't think it's going to prevent what it's intended to prevent. No, it's not going to. And number two, you, you can't register people to exist, to be. Yeah. I, <clears throat> you do have a point in that you cannot say that, um, they cannot exist though the idea of saying that you must be somewhat licensed and qualified to um, have exercise the superpowers is a fair point now part you of do, it like with them saying that you need to register and we'll train you to be a better superhero like i can see that part like and that's what they do they and right in this, right, that, in this, in this story they have a college where you go before and you get trained and stuff and then you take what are called the hero trials and right it has a one it has a 10 percent success rate and like an 80% death by failure rate in this thing. So like <laughs> the people Whoa. who graduate, who become what are called heroes, people who are licensed, they become essentially they have limited police powers as well. So like they're protected in terms of like arresting people on the street. They're required and obligated to do so. Things like that. Which is, yeah, which is the whole spinoff of where the Civil War came from is I think it's the new warriors who were filming like a reality show. There's a bunch of teenagers untrained and they decided they were going to try to stop somebody. And a whole school got blown up. Yes. And then that kind of preempted the whole, well, we gotta we need to register these people. We need to train these people, which that part I understand, but then when you watch like what Tony Stark did and he started using villains and he created his own Thor to help his cause, and then it's kind of what happens a lot of government stuff that's backed is there's all kinds of wishy washy stuff in the background. Especially if some kind of database is compromised when say <laughs> Hydra infiltrates. And it will be. It always will be. There is when you that keep security records risk. of people like that, it's always going to happen. What you see in the DC universe where Batman keeps records on all these people, and then when those records get leaked out, that's when stuff hits the fan. Oh, yeah. Right? You know? So. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds. Like, I don't. I see one point of it if you want to register and then to train people, but at the same token, you're going to register people to be your watchdog, and they can only do what, you know, you can only use your powers when we call upon you. Right. And so when you see Steve in. The movie say you know that I'm, I just can't stand by and let something ha happen. Right, I've got to do. And something that's why about I like it. this book a little better. They're trained, they're licensed, like like a lawyer, and then they take things into their own hands, just like police would. Yeah, and there is limited autonomy. So when there is a crunch moment emergency, that then they can deploy immediately to remedy the situation. I think that would be a more reasonable. Which is what compromise. the Avengers is, anyways. Like the Avengers were were tapped in with the government, anyways. And so when there was a big in the in the comics, and so when there was a yeah. big issue. You know, who's the president calling? He's calling the Avengers. Oh, we need your help, blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. It was... The Avengers are, you have to agree, they are a bit paragons. I, I probably would never side with Tony Stark. I at, would. At any point. I love Tony Stark. I mean, I do too, but in this instance... He's my instance, guy. No, in this I'm instance, real leery of anything that says you have to register Yeah, in this exist. instance, yeah. I mean, no, I like Tony Stark too. He's a playboy who drinks a lot and has a lot of women. That, that sounds fun. So... And he's intelligent. What if you registered... i the brain the size of a planet. You're simple. <laughs> I am simple. What if you registered but didn't disclose your personal identity? Say like, and then you have Spider Man who the they first have, one to reveal himself. They have in in this story, they have to reveal who they are because they get tested when they're children, right? Or not when they're children when their powers manifest. But that's locked down and you know supposedly held close. So, and part it, of the reason that these superheroes but it's locked down like a criminal record, right? Part of the reason these super superheroes hide their real identity is for the same reason. You see it in all the comics, like to protect their loved ones. I mean, what happens? In, 
Spider-Man. As soon as they, someone finds out who Peter Parker is, what's the first thing they do? They go after Aunt May or they go after, you know, Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy, whomever. Like, that's the reason why they conceal it. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Registering, like you said, registering for anything like that. I just, it makes I don't me, even like to register my car. It makes me nervous. I don't even like doing that. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I, weird. Sh- I shouldn't have to. I don't know. That's an, it's an interesting thing to think about though. Cause you're right. Your perspective can shift easily. It can. Let's shift out to Rick. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio on Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Yeah, hey, hi. Uh, this is Ernie Hudson, and I got to just give up great respect for Nerd Thug Radio and great respect for you guys for tuning in and listening. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio. I'm the Captain Joey Savage. That's Zach. What up? That's Colt. You're listening to us on Conroe's 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. And worldwide at IronLoneStar.com. And don't forget to check us out at Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. 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 Give us a like and uh, share us with your friends. Part of a complete breakfast. So we're on the last segment of episode 77. Uh, Corey DLG has been dealing with gas issues the whole show and been in the back, hasn't been able to get on the mic. So me and Zach have taken over. So this will be a segment that me and Corey would usually do with his extensive knowledge of comic books, specifically the X-Men, but Zach's going to fill in for him and it's going to be great. So I was reading this article on... Let me go back and reference this website on cheat cheat sheet. And uh, they listed the five best X-Men in the X-Men universe. Five best characters in the X-Men universe. So before I reveal their top five, which they listed in no particular order, Zach Attack, what is your list of the five best characters in the X-Men universe and why? Go, sir. Okay, so I have Magneto, Professor X, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, and it troubles me, Jean Grey. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Magneto and Professor X, my reasons are they're similar. They're two I'll just si- tell you now, you hit three of their five. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Okay, go ahead. They're two sides of the same coin, right? Uh, Magneto is the Malcolm X of mutant rights, mm-hmm. whereas Charles Xavier is the Martin Luther King. King. Correct. Um. I, the fact that they're both very damaged individuals and at, especially the things that get revealed that they're both doing what they think is right at the expense of no matter what, I think it's always made for very interesting reading without Magneto, Professor X would never have formed the X-Men without Mm -hmm. the X-Men, without Professor X, X X-Men never would have formed. He's everything that Charles isn't and vice versa. Um, Wolverine, for obvious reasons, I'm a big fan of damaged characters. Right, right. I think they offer a lot more in the way of character development. Mm-hmm. I think they offer a lot more in terms of entertainment. The raw, savage brutality of Wolverine is only the very top layer of what makes him interesting as a character to me. The fact that he has to deal with his long life, the fact that he's been through so much uh, and has had such a damaged and rough life and... In a weird way, one of my favorite intera- one of my favorite parts of the X Men universe is the interactions between Wolverine and Professor X. That they have kind of a buddy camaraderie, mm-hmm. um, and Wolverine show- is his most emotional with Professor X. <clears throat> uh, Jean Grey, 
Jean Grey's just had so much happen to her. She has. Like, it's hard to not acknowledge her as, first, one of the most powerful mutants in existence. Right, correct. And secondly, one of the one of the driving forces behind most of the huge, huge stories mm -hmm. in X-Men canon. Uh, in recent years, maybe not as much, but the Phoenix, the Dark Phoenix, all of that stuff, Scott Summers, all of that family stuff, Cable, uh, Madeline Pryor, all of these things are so intricately tied to Jean Grey. And she's kind of... I don't know. She's a weird bra. She is. Um, I like the way Jean's written, though, or I like the way Jean has been written in the past, and I like her as, number one, the last one to join the X-Men, the original group of Original five. Um, and I, I don't know. I just like, I, I've always liked Jean Grey. Okay. Um, Nightcrawler is my pick on this list, and I doubt it made their list. I really like Nightcrawler because he's a very, it'd be very, very easy for Nightcrawler or a character like Nightcrawler to to not have anything but being a mutant. But the fact that he's very, very Catholic and he's a priest and he doesn't ever let go of his faith and it keeps him strong through different times. And the fact that he's been through so much himself dealing with a father who is maybe kind of like a demon, like yeah. things like that. I just always found that, and this is probably a little bit of the Catholic in me, but I always found it very, very interesting that religion was such a big part, part of to who him. Nightcrawler was. Right. Um, for a for a mutant. Right. right. When it's very, very easy to not see anything good in your life when you look like Nightcrawler. Right. True to that. not have faith, to not keep that, that strength. So those are my five, I so think. So Cheat Sheet, uh, they listed five. Three of yours are on there. So we'll start with the most obvious. And one of the things when they were making their list, I read it to you before, there was no really defining characteristic right best is a real broad right. term and they're basically just saying that i mean let's be honest the x-men have become a huge right huge part of marvel comics a huge part in pop culture and so yeah all, when you say something like best like do you right. mean most entertaining to read most right. developed characters they strongest most powerful they, they like, gave no so definition right uh they had professor x and magneto on there yeah very understandable as we said without professor x there is no x-men uh magneto in himself uh Maybe one of the top three most iconic villains when you think of Marvel Comics. I'd probably go him, Red Skull, and a combination of Spider-Man villains. Yeah, he's he's one of the villains that it's easiest to empathize with sometimes. Right, it is. And it's and he he's always like he he was a huge villain in the early days, and here recently in modern comics in the last mm, eight nine years, he's been almost kind of like an anti anti-hero. Right, he's, and he's a straight up terrorist. Like right. it's something that you lose kind of sight of in the movies, but like he's a straight up terrorist, but <laughs> he's not one that you don't see where he's coming from. Uh, they they chose Wolverine as well. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine, without a doubt, I think is probably the most popular X-Men character yeah. of all time. I would say he's probably the most well-known of right. any Marvel character. Any Marvel character. Hey, I, was, I used to think maybe it was Spider-Man. But it's Wolverine. But I don't. I think it's Wolverine. He's Everybody been, knows Wolverine. He's been My mother knows Wolverine. He's been on the X Men. He was on the Avengers. Right. X Force. He's been all over the place. Right. So their their last two differ from yours too. Now we'll say this: Jean Grey, not even on their honorable mentions. That's weird. Right. I, um. They listed Storm as one of the top five best. Uh, now, if you look at Storm from a comic book perspective, she's a huge deal. She's led the X Men. Right. And, I, and I love Storm. And she's you, one of my favorites. I like her backstory. I right. Like, but yeah, she's a warrior. She's a, a queen. She's, you know, in a, in a world of comics where you don't have a lot of uh, African-American heroes. Yeah. She's one of them. Yeah. 
Um, but when you look, oh, here, I like that a black woman is a for sure strong <laughs> character in the comics. I just don't. But yeah, when you take it out of comics and look at it from a movie perspective, even or is she the best? And and right. what about her makes her? I don't know. Right, better than Jean Grey is a stretch. So, yeah, so no, I I I can okay with that. The the fifth one, I I don't agree with only because I don't think he fits solely into the X Men universe, and they chose Deadpool. Like really, Deadpool was on their top five list. Now Deadpool is a very popular character in all of comics. He's huge, but I wouldn't consider him part of the X Men universe. Like yeah, he's a mutant, I guess, but. I would consider him more just a Marvel character. I'd, I'd, I'd probably consider him part of the X-Men universe. I, I wouldn't have picked Deadpool, though, because Deadpool is fun to read, and he's a yeah. great character. But what is he? What what does he bring to the table? Like, he's got his own stories, for sure, and they're good. Mm -hmm. He's got his own storylines. He's done the crossovers with Cable. He's been involved I in X-Men stuff. He's my favorite. Right, he is amazing. Um, Take that, Corey. But, like, he's he's not... So the one they left off that I the one they left off that I think should be in the top five is Cyclops himself. No, I think Cyclops. If you've read modern X Men comics in the last ten years, Cyclops himself is probably one of the most important X Men that they've got going on. Like he leads so many of the different um, X Men teams. He becomes like the leader of the X Men. They have this whole storyline with the Avengers versus the X Men. Then they have this whole X-Men rift. There's this whole thing between him and Wolverine. There's always been a, a thing over Jean Grey because of, you know, between Cyclops and Wolverine. And they've really prompted him up and propelled him in the last six, ten years to be a huge, huge deal. And he's he, he becomes the new Magneto. He's a huge deal. And I don't disagree with he that. He becomes the new Magneto. And I, I he never, would be, he'd be on my list. I probably would have taken the same list as you. Um, except for Nightcrawler, I would have put Cyclops on there. Because I think I, Jean Grey is a huge deal, too. I, I just don't... I, I don't... I, I've all, I, I see Cyclops always as a Boy Scout. And even though he's a villain now... Right, part but, of, you, but part of where, does you, where do you stop in your reading of Cyclops? Cyclops I know enough comes. about what's going on right. to, know, to understand. Yeah, he's but part of me feels the, like what I've read, Scout. and I haven't read all the books, he's not a Boy Scout anymore, but part of me feels that the reason Cyclops is like he is now is because he's rebelling against what he grew up and grew Maybe in. Maybe so. And and I don't, it's harder for me. I would never compare him to Magneto. It's harder for me to get on board with him as a great character. No, yeah, but and, he, becomes that, he becomes that Magneto character that is all about saving the mutants. Yeah. Whatever it takes, mutants first. Like he he fills that role, and because Professor X is dead or has been dead, Magneto's almost and he hasn't filled Professor X's role. That's more been Storm who's yeah. kind of taking that one. Uh, but yeah, he's I, I feel like he's a big character in X Men comics that really gets and overlooked. I, and I think and I think that there's a lot about Cyclops that does get overlooked. It's not just the eye of last, right? Like right. he's a tactical genius. He's mm -hmm. been trained to be a leader, and 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 there's a lot about Cyclops that I like, and I do need to. To catch up on and read where where he is now, it's just that the fact that he's been a Boy Scout for so long, right. it's hard for me to overlook. The honorable mention. He's such the cookie cutter hero he character for so long, and like, oh, the burdens of leadership. Oh, I'm sad. Oh, uh, uh, but, I'm Cyclops. No, but yeah, uh, I, I really but, like the but, direction they took him. But yeah, the honorable mentioned Beast, um, Rogue, Mystique, Nightcrawler. And, and Cyclops, no mention of Jean Grey at all. And you're right. That's she's dumb. been a huge part of, like, 
most of the big storylines that involve the X-Men. Beast, I like. I like I, Beast was, I was thinking, Beast is a good choice, I think, because he's he's been a very conflicted character and like he's been so involved with so much. The, the, the only, I think the only reason that they uh, have brought Mystique into it is because they've used her in these new movies. Which as, they did, have done great. Right. Yeah, for but sure. Other but other than that, she's not a big character. Yeah. But I mean, with that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up here, uh, episode seventy seven of Nerd Thug Radio. Zach Attack joining us uh, for the first time in a while. Yeah, taking on uh, taking away from Corey DLG and his gas explosions. Yeah, somebody had to. Uh, don't forget, check us out at uh, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio and nerdthugradio.com where you can catch the podcast tomorrow. And be on the lookout for signups for our Extra Life Mario Kart tournament. What? What? I'm the Captain Joey Savage, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Thanks for checking out this production on Old Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's radio station. For more information on this show and other shows on Lone Star, check us out online at IRLoneStar.com. If you're interested in sponsoring a program on Lone Star Community Radio and reaching the local audience of Montgomery County on FM, Internet, and TV media, please call 936-647-5747 or contact us online at IRLoneStar.com. This recording is a Lone Star Community Radio production produced by the show host and Dick Schistler of Lone Star Community Radio. Interested in volunteering as a music DJ or starting your own talk show? Yeah, contact Dick Schistler at dick at IRLoneStar.com or by phone at 936-647-5747.